morning's reading is taken from John chapter 11, verse 35, and Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Jesus wept. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. It is, that's all you get in that it, it, verse. It is a trivial pursuits question. Yeah, you, you're going to win some pub quizzes with that. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and, uh, oh, we won't talk about that now. We'll, we might do it later. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> there we are. Okay. Well, just, just roll with me. Okay. Um, let's pray for Chris. Heavenly Father, thank you for Chris. Thank you for the inspiration um, of you and thank you for the words that you've given Chris to share with us this morning. May we ask, Lord, that you um, speak to us and that we may hear truth that we can really hold in our lives and we can take forward with each step that we take. Yeah. Amen. 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 So good morning. there uh so the last last funeral i took uh ruth my wife uh was really shocked and i was like oh no i've said the wrong name uh but i hadn't um and she mouthed something to me and she pointed and she went you're lies <laughs> and i had this very long clerical shirt and out of my flies was this huge bit of shirt that was <laughs> hanging out so i had to sort that out uh, the funeral before, I just made everyone laugh, and uh, I wasn't sure if I should do that. And uh, I also read out a poem uh, that the guy wanted the vicar to read, and it had swear words in it. And everyone was really shocked, um, and I wasn't sure if I should have done that as well. Um, I don't know what comes to mind when you think of mourning. On the way here, I said to Seth, oh, it's, it's quite serious this morning. It's, it's blessed are those who mourn. And uh, I said, do you know what that is? And, and Seth was like, yeah, weeping, wailing, crying, grieving, people who have died. I was like, yeah. Um, I, I wonder what comes to mind. Perhaps you have a bit of a picture like this of sadness, of missing someone that you love. Well, this morning I want to unpack what does Jesus mean by mourning? And we're going to look at four questions. Here they are. Uh, What does he mean by the word mourn? What does Jesus mean by blessed? And how can we be people who live mournful lives? And the last question is, how can we experience comfort? I don't know about you, but when Matt and the team were leading that worship, the presence of God, I felt the presence of God like the most beautiful comfort as we were singing together uh, earlier on. But before we look at those questions, just as a little bit of an introduction, 
Last week, you would have experienced this. The Beatitudes truly are the jewel in the crown of Jesus' teaching. And in my preparation for this morning, I'm inspired to read more about the Beatitudes. I want to investigate deeper of the teaching that Jesus brings to us. And here we find a tale of one mountain compared to a tale of another mountain from the Old Testament with Moses. In the Old Testament, God's people gathered at Mount Sinai when the commands were given. God came down, but his face was never seen. The people were kept at a distance. Darkness descended. Fire and smoke covered the mountain. The trumpets were blasting. But when we come to the Beatitudes, the scene is completely different. God has come among us in the person of Jesus Christ. We see his face. He bids us to come to him. At Mount Sinai, God comes down to the mountain in terrifying splendor. And the people are kept at a distance. But here, the Son of God goes up on the mountain. And when he sits down, his disciples come to him. At Sinai, God spoke thundering words so terrifying that the people begged that no further words would be spoken. But here, the Son of God speaks, not thundering words of condemnation, but wonderful words of blessing. Who would not want to draw up a chair and listen to God in the flesh? Tell us about the life that is truly made happy in God. And Jesus, he singles out eight characteristics. Last week, you looked at the poor in spirit. This week, those who mourn. And there are eight characteristics of citizens of his kingdom. Just imagine them on the BBC News uh, for um, the Conservatives saying, our manifesto is inspired by the Beatitudes. Or or Jeremy Corbyn saying, you know, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And these characteristics really do not make smart political points, but they do bring deep roots of lasting joy. And last week, we first needed the poor in spirit to help us get to today's characteristic of mourning. So we needed to know that we needed to, we desperately need to be 100% committed, trusting in God to bring us to this place of hearts that are mourning. On Wednesday, um, I went to get some chicken feed for my chickens, and the guy um, selling me the chicken feed. He'd been in Papworth. He'd had a triple heart um, transplant uh, bypass. And um, uh, I was worried for him, to be honest. And I had been praying for him. So I was asking how he was doing. He went, "Uh, you're not squeamish, are you? I went, no, no, no. I wish I'd said yes. (laughs) Because then he unbuttoned his shirt and he showed me the scar. And he said, it was, lo- it was a long scar right down the middle. And he said, what they did, they literally sawed through the sternum and opened it up. And the Beatitudes do that. They open us up, our hearts, for an examination. 
And here we have the opening with, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So what does Jesus mean by mourning? There's three, three ways we could look at it. Like literally, the mourning of missing, of longing for someone who has died. The, the mourning of being envious. Oh, I wish I had that wonderful guitar that Matt's got. It's a great guitar, by the way. Um, or it's about a spiritual mourning. And I'm going to focus this morning's teaching on the spiritual mourning. And spiritual mourning is key to surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus. 1 Peter 3.15 says this, set apart in your hearts Christ Jesus as Lord. In other words, in the very core of who you are, put him. You've probably come across this saying, if Jesus isn't Lord at all, of all, he isn't Lord at all. Have you heard that before? If Jesus isn't Lord of all, he isn't Lord at all. To be Lord is to be the boss of everything of you, your whole life, not just your Sunday morning life. Many years ago, A.W. Pink, he writes, he wrote this, the morning for which Christ promises divine comfort, it's a sorrowing over our sins with a godly sorrow. Those who mourn are happier than those who are at a party. Um, Another theologian wrote this. They have seen the depths of the world's suffering and of their own sin, and it has broken their heart. By mourning, we open ourselves to the comfort that only God can give. This morning is about repentance, about turning from the things that we know that we should not do, the attitudes, the the life that we know isn't pleasing to the living God. And to mourn is to be aware of our need for God alone. I did a little bit of uh, research in preparation this morning. I wanted to look at revivals. There's a key to revivals historically has been mourning. It's been repentance, this desire to get right with God, to let him know about the stuff that, that we know is wrong, uh, our attitude, all those things. Charles Finney, he writes this, a revival is nothing else than a new beginning of obedience with God, a new beginning of obedience with God. Secondly, uh, what does Jesus mean by the word blessed? I mean, it just seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Blessed and mourning. They don't go. There's a bit of a paradox here. Blessed and mourning. Well, blessed, Jesus is saying, made happy by God. You're made happy by God. Uh, I just wonder, does... Does God make you happy? Where do you find your happiness, your comfort? The Psalms are just rampacked with references of being filled with joy in his presence. 1 Peter, uh, 
Peter writes this, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. I wonder, has that ever been true for you? A glorious joy, a comfort that is so much better than anything else. I wonder what does make you happy. What, what is the thing that you do after a long day at work, out for the evening? What do you come to to bring a little bit of comfort? For me, I confessed this morning, after a long day, when the children are in bed, because Beatrice was like, hang on, I'm sure you should give me a hug when you come in after a day's work. But this is, after a long day, mine is, I'll get a bowl of cereal and I'll put on the TV. I, I love cereal at night. In the morning, no. But I, love, I love a bowl of cereal at night. And I'll find some comfort. I'm not saying it's wrong to relax. Um, for you, it, it might be you crack open a bottle of wine. Have a couple of glasses of wine. Just pure comfort in enjoying some good wine or a hearty bowl of Rice Krispies. Whatever it is. A friend challenged me. He said, hang on, why, why don't you find comfort in God? Why don't you find comfort in God? I wonder what habits may need to change when you reach for that comfort that helps you, that makes you feel better. I wonder whether that can change into reaching out to the one who says, you will be comforted or comfort you. You will be truly happy. Thirdly, um, how do we live mournful lives? Please, don't get me wrong. I'm not asking for you to leave this morning dour and sad about your life. And, and it really isn't about works. You can't earn this mournful life. You can't decide, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up at five in the morning. I'm going to read for a couple of hours from the Bible. And, and on my morning jog, I'm going to pray constantly. You can't earn it but what you can do is believe you can believe and have faith that you are made pure Jesus does clean you yet he always wants us to be more and more like him there is not one person here this morning who can say yeah I'm sorted I'm fine I'm Christ like enough (laughs) we're being changed from glory unto glory I wonder whether you need to be honest with God about how you are doing. Like the Psalms that are jam-packed of absolute, I, the honesty as I read the Psalms, just it bowls me away. Sometimes they're horrific. Oh, that you would dash the heads of the children of my enemies. And, and it's, it's heartfelt, it's honest, there's pain, there's a longing. I wonder whether you need to be real with God. What else can you do to live mournful lives? Perhaps evaluate your day. I don't do this every night, but sometimes when I get into bed, I ask God, what's made you smile today? What's made you sad? Childlike questions. And I'll just go through the whole day and look at how I 
have been a follower of Christ. Psalm 139 says, test my heart. Know my anxious thoughts. In other words, Lord, would you know me inside and out? Lastly, how can we experience comfort? Receive the Holy Spirit. The complete, undeserved, most lavish, beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit. Him given for you. How? Ask. The word is full of promises. Um, If you are good and your son asks you for bread, you're not going to give him a rock or a fish. You're not going to give him a snake. How much more then will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? Ask him. The comforter, the counsellor, well, that's the one that Jesus is talking about. You will be comforted. The promise is that he is given to anyone who asks. When we mourn, when we are truly real with how we are before God, when we humble ourselves, when we repent, we are comforted. And Isaiah 61, written four plus years before this beautiful Beatitude seems to sum it up so well. The Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. To comfort all who mourn. I'm going to ask you to pray. And I'm going to ask you to reflect on a song where Jesus was weeping outside the tomb of his friend Lazarus. And he was mourning. (laughs) And use this song as a prayer asking the Lord to come and comfort you.
Jesus, uh, would you draw close to us? Would you comfort us as we mourn? Would you let us know of your presence that you truly are a miracle working God? Amen.